Welcome to Psyche. I'm Brennan. Um, This is my Psyche. Welcome, y'all. I'm so excited to have everyone here, whoever's here. If you came from my Depop, if you came from my Instagram, I'm really blessed, really happy, really excited to be able to start this journey. Um, I have been wanting to make a podcast for months now. Um, And so I'm just so, I'm ecstatic. I'm just ecstatic to be able to start this with y'all. I'm working the kinks out right now. So things aren't going to stay the same. You know, like it'll probably be changing as I make more episodes, like the sound quality. Like I need to get a filter. I need to get a pop filter as well as a couple other things to make my recording setup a little bit better. It's very echoey. I don't know if you can hear that bit. Um, if not, perfect. If so, we're working on it, y'all. Um, today is my birthday. Happy birthday, me. Happy birthday. Y'all singing. Happy birthday. All right. Um, we can talk about it later. Um, I'm just chilling. You know, I, today I really wanted to talk about um, growth. I think that's why I really wanted to get into it. It's something I've been experiencing a lot lately. It's something that has been really scary and really eye-opening. Um, and just I never realized how crazy and important and scary it was going to be. Um, and just how much it was going to be just such a huge part of my life. Cause my life's always just been kind of like, I, I had a lot of depression growing up. And so I was always just laying in my room, um, not really talking to people. I was on my phone a lot. And I just thought that was all there was to life. You know, like I saw other people doing stuff and I was like, there's just no way. Like I'm, I feel like I'm not capable of, you know, making the same relationships with people. I feel like I'm not going to be able to get out there and do stuff. But now that I've grown a little bit more and I've had some more life experience, I realize that that is all fully possible. Like everything that I dream of, everything that I want is within my grasp. I just have to reach for it. And so it's just been a really eye-opening and, you know, elevating experience um, to be able to change my mindset on a couple of things like that. So I just wanted to get into that today because it was really important to me. And it was just, it was just the first thing that came to my mind. It was like a dumb moment. Like, yes, I need to talk about growth and growing up because everyone grows up. Everyone is growing up all the time, constantly, every minute of your life, every day, you're growing up, you're going through growth, you're experiencing new experiences that make you grow as a person. And so, um, there's just no, there's no wrong. (laughs) There's no way that this could be something that no one would, you know, relate with, I think. So yeah, that's where I'm going to start at. Um, Let me make sure that the sound quality sounds good and I'll be right back with y'all. Give me one second. Okay. So everything sounds good. Um, I'm ready to start talking. Sorry if I say um a lot. I did notice that already in my introduction. I'm not used to talking on a microphone. I'm not used to talking to the public. For the past few days, I've been trying to get into TikTok and all this and that um, so that I could get used to being in front of a camera because I'm hoping to, you know, maybe do something with YouTube later on uh, as well. But it is very awkward. It's very weird. If you've ever sat down in front of a microphone and you just talk to yourself, you know what I'm talking about. Super weird to start off with, but I'm totally open to it and I'm just learning just as much as you are, you know, with this experience. So let's get started. Today we're going to be talking about growth and growing up. Um, and the four topics that I kind of wanted to break it down into was um, the growth of your relationships with friends, family, work, and with self. So, um, you know, just how it affects those different parts of your life um, and how just how prevalent it is uh, and how you can, as you grow up, you start to notice the difference in these relationships that you have, like whether it be with your friends, you know, the difference in just how the quality of your relationships change and how much how you and your friends, you know, like everyone has their own life going on outside. Well, once you leave high school, it's like, it's like a shit show. It's basically like you just are thrown to the wolves. My parent, your parents will be like, "Oh, go to college." Well, I started trying to go to college in the middle of at the very beginning of COVID. So I've dropped out twice now from two different colleges because it was during COVID. Super duper stressful. Super hard. Super horrible in your mental health. Um, and I know that a lot of my friends at the time were going through the same kind of thing. So everyone's just kind of like falling apart. I know that I am horrible at keeping up with my relationships with my friends. I'm actually probably the worst, um, 
people text me all the time and I'll read their text message, but I'll be at work or something, or I'll be too tired because I've been working all day. I'm working full time at this veterinarian office. Nobody even knows, you know, like no one knows what's going on in my life besides my, my, my partner, Rain. She's the only one who knows what's going on because I'm with her every day. We live together right now. Um, And so I just don't even think to tell everyone else what's going on. I don't even think to keep up with my friends, to keep up with those relationships. Like unless they're reaching out to me, it's like not even on my mind. And that makes me feel horrible. Um, But I've come to the realization that it's not even just, it's not anyone's fault. You know, the fact that relationships drift apart and that relationships change, it doesn't mean that that's wrong. It doesn't mean that that's bad. It just means that, you know, everyone's growing up, everyone's, dealing with their own struggles, especially with the economy right now and and how crazy inflation and just the world is, you know, like the government kind of stuff. Like, I don't know if y'all watch the news. I wouldn't. Okay. I just wouldn't do it. It's horrible. I don't even want to see it. Um, and I know that everyone's just dealing with the same money problems, working their butts off, you know, trying to get any little penny that they can scrape together in order to make a lives for themselves, you know. And everyone's like 20, like the people who I went to school with are all like 20 right now, um, 20, 21 type of thing. And so it's just trying to establish you know, a life for yourself and a future for yourself, really. Um, just getting down to how nitty gritty and, re- you know, what is the word I'm looking for? I like repetitive that life is. Um, and you kind of just don't even think outside of the repetitious stuff that you're doing, you know, like wake up, um, brush your teeth, whatever you're doing, um, go to work, you come home, you eat food, then you go to sleep, you know, it's just like that every day. And it's just hard to do anything besides that if, unless you're making like a really conscious effort to change that. Um, especially if you get comfortable doing that, you know, especially if you're stressed out about stuff that's going on in your life, whether it be, um, you know, family, loved ones, work itself, like stuff is stressful and it's just hard to keep your mind on other people and keeping other people happy whenever you're not happy yourself, you know? So I've finally gotten to a point in my life where I found forgiveness and realized that everyone's going through the same shit that I'm going through. Everybody is struggling. And as much as I have conserved myself until now, you know, like kept my, I've kept to myself. I haven't been helping anyone. All I've been doing, I feel like all I've been doing is taking from people. I'm taking my parents' money and time and energy. I'm living in their house right now because we got evicted from, me and Rain got evicted from our apartment after Ida. There was a hurricane, Hurricane Ida. I live in Louisiana, basically. (laughs) So that's the whole situation. There's hurricanes all the time. We were living in a really shitty rundown apartment. Fucking hurricane came through, wrecked that joint. There was like eight leaks on the ceiling. And whenever I went to go tell our one maintenance guy about our, all of the leaks in the ceiling and how every time that it rains and it rains every day in the summer that um, it's basically raining inside. And he was like, oh, here you go. He hands me a bucket. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? He hands me a bucket. And then I was like, I don't know if this is enough. Like, can you do anything else? And he's like, oh yeah, I got you. He hands me another bucket. That's not helpful. Um, so I tried going to, and there was black mold growing in our apartment in the bathroom like I was scared to go in the bathroom because there was mold growing in there there's no ventilation it was just horrible and so we went and then also oh my god I completely forgot about this my they had like an online portal and management had switched like three times throughout us living there we were only there for like less than a year so management was switching all the time and um, there was an online portal that they had just made They had an old one before, but they got rid of it and made a new one with new management. And I went on there for the first time and it says I have like a $2,000 balance. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, where did this come from? I go up to the management office uh, with my, all of my proof of all of the things that I've paid, Um, you know, all the little slips and stuff like that, that prove that I have actually paid every month's rent, you know, so I don't know what, where all these charges are coming from. And she calls the cops on me (laughs) for harassing her. I literally go in there with my stepdad and we're just trying to explain stuff to her. And she says, you're harassing me. You're not the first person to do this this week. I've called the cops on someone before and I'll do it again. She sure did. And she got my stepdad banned from the apartment complex and we were evicted and we had to leave within the day. My, I have two cats, one dog, and then my partner and all of our stuff. We had to leave our couch behind because it couldn't fit through the fucking door and we didn't have room for it. And our, it's just, it's just crazy. 
So yeah, I know that I have definitely gone through a shit ton of crazy stuff. Uh, and I know that my friends probably have too. I know my, my good friend Hannah, she lives in North Carolina. She just had her first baby. She's married. You know, like this girl, she is just a few months older than me. And she is like living a whole different kind of life. I still feel like a child and I feel like she's like a grown ass bitch now. She is a full grown adult and she is doing her own shit and it's crazy, you know, like, and I've always felt like I was behind, you know, from my friends. I always felt like my friends were doing more than me. And I mean, that's my own fault, you know, like I wasn't trying to grow. I wasn't trying to do anything different. I was depressed. I was dissociating. Like I was not worried about going out and meeting people and having experiences and, you know, setting stuff up for myself until literally probably this year, you know, like I just started the grind, y'all. I just started. Um, these bitches have been working their asses off. Like Christine, shout out to her. Christine, I love you if you're listening. Like, I'm so sorry that I, ha- I-, I haven't talked to her in so long. Uh, we were roommates together in college and we were besties and like we were with each other every day. We were doing DoorDash and stuff like that. We were DoorDashing all the time together. And, um, ever since I dropped out and I came back home, I just haven't spoken to her. Like she's working constantly. She's like a manager at Cane's. I don't know if y'all know what Cane's is, but it's like a chicken restaurant. Um, It's a very Southern thing. (laughs) Well, yeah, she works at Cane's and she's just working all the time and her schedules would never match up. And I never had the money to do the beach trips that I always talked about doing with her because we loved going to the beach. We always wanted to go during the summer and we just never got a chance. And it's just stuff like that that keeps happening. You know, like it's hard to match your schedules up with your friends, you know. Um, Everyone's just doing their own thing and that's not bad. So I think it's never a bad time to reach out to your friends and to people that you haven't spoke to in a while that you miss. You know, like I think about my friends almost every day. Like if I scroll through my messages, I'll see their names pop up and I'm like, oh my God, like I want to message them so bad, but it feels like it's been too long or I didn't respond to their last message because I forgot or um, it's not a good time. Like stop making those excuses. Really just sit down And send out a text and just be honest. And that's all you can really do is just be like, hey, I know you know the struggle. Like, we are all going through this. Stuff's crazy right now. Um, I'd love to give you a call. I'd love to go out to lunch, you know. Like, whatever you can do, um, I think that would be really worthwhile. And it's something that I need to do as well. And I've been thinking about it for days now. Like, how am I going to approach this subject going up to my to my friends it just feels so fake for me to be like hey I know I've said it before but I'm back and I'm here to talk and I'm so sorry for not being here like I'm here now you know and it's almost like I don't even trust myself to actually follow through with what I say but it just comes down to forcing yourself and that's a lot of what I've had to learn in life is just forcing yourself to have the difficult conversations that you don't want to have. Like my brain, I've always been the type of person that speaks before I think. Um, For some reason, the wheels in my brain, they're not oiled up, y'all. They are not doing good. So um, all the words just kind of fall out of my mouth and I just have to pick up the pieces behind them kind of thing. And it kind of works for me. So if there's, if you ever need the confidence and the encouragement to just get out there and to just say something to the friend that you miss and that you haven't spoken to, but you feel bad, you feel guilty, you feel maybe shameful, you know, I'm like, I know I do. Just um, pull a Brennan, you know, like have a psyche moment, just psych yourself out of it, just say something. And I, I promise you nothing bad can happen. Like even if something does happen, something bad happens, they're they're upset or they, they express this to you. Like I very much doubt it. Like I very much doubt it. People are so understanding, so much more understanding than I give them credit for. And I definitely anxiety and fear um, is you know, a very basic way of thinking, you know, it's a very instinctual way of thinking. And it's very easy to get caught up in that and just thinking that that is the way that you have to think about things. You know, like you don't have to feel like everyone's out to get you. You don't have to feel like the worst thing is going to happen. If you really use rationale, (laughs) like rationale, like use the other parts of your brain, you can, you can kind of just realize like there are people just like us. They are going through stuff just like us. Nothing is different besides the circumstance. And like, obviously we're just different people, but we're all on the same planet. We're all dealing with the same bullshit and we would all appreciate a little love, you know, especially from people who we miss. Or um, I know that I had a lot of FOMO growing up. Um, I always wanted someone to miss me. And no one ever did. Um, 
And so I would love to be able to make the opposite happen for the people that I, I love and care about. Um, a lot of the times in high school, I would, I would feel left out or I would feel like my friends didn't care about me or they weren't reaching out to me first. So I just wouldn't speak to them for a few days just to see it. And I know that's really stupid, but it was just something I was doing. I don't know. It, it just felt like it was almost like an experiment. Like, are they going to reach out to me? And you know what? They wouldn't. They just wouldn't. And it's not even their fault. You know, like no one's bad. Like they're not bad people for not knowing that I wanted them to reach out to me. You know, um, it takes communication on both sides. And it just made me feel really crappy about myself. Like that does not help sitting here and withdrawing myself from everyone, pulling myself away from all my relationships just to see if anyone cares. And no one's even going to notice, you know, like it does, it doesn't help anything. It doesn't help yourself. It just makes me more sad. Um, I was that bitch who ate in the bathroom every once in a while. Don't tell the bitches from high school. I'm sure they'd make fun of me, you know, like it's true though. Like it happens and it was my own fault. So just don't let yourself get that far off to where, you feel like you can't reach out to people. You can always reach out. It's never a bad time. I actually, moving on into family, I guess, I actually just had that same kind of thing happen with my dad. So today's my birthday. Yesterday, my dad calls me out of nowhere after I just had a dream about my dad's side of the family because they live in Maryland. I had had a dream about him and about my aunts and, and my uncle and my um, grandma. The night before and I was journaling outside about it and I heard dogs barking my dogs barking inside but we have like Clyco and their energy people coming in and out all the time and they're trying to go into our backyard and everything and they just keep messing our internet up so I was hearing the dogs bark and I'm like oh there's a Clyco person at my door I'm not answering the door y'all are not going in the backyard they broke our fence a couple days ago from going in the backyard I'm definitely not letting y'all back here. I'm sorry. Like I'm not dealing with it today. I was sitting out there in my under, in, like my boxers, you know, not underwear, like they're like boxer briefs kind of things. You know, I was just journaling. I was having a moment y'all. Um, and my dad calls me and he's like, Hey, are you home? I'm like, yeah. And we haven't spoken in like months. We haven't spoken in six months. The last time I spoke to him, we had a really weird conversation where I was trying really hard to get him to talk and he was just sitting like in silence on the other end. And it was really uncomfortable and it made me really sad because I was hoping that he would care that I had sent him this, this, I had made these little postcards for New Year's. So it was a little bit after New Year's. So it was like six months ago. Oh my God. Yeah. I made these little postcards for New Year's. Um, and I was, and, you know, I wrote a message on there like, thank you so much for supporting me and loving me and being here for me. And I appreciate you and um, happy new year, you know, and everything like that. And I sent them out to a bunch of my, my dad's side of the family because I never see them. They're just too far for me to get over there. You know, like I, they used to pay for my flights when I was growing up, obviously, because I was like nine, like, I'm not going to pay for my own flight. What are you talking about? So uh, so they used to pay for my own flights, but now it's, you know, as soon, as soon as I hit 18, he stopped giving me any money whatsoever, you know, nothing. And that's fine. You know, like that, I, he's got his own stuff going on, whatever. Like, I don't expect handouts and everything, but it was just like, well, now I, I don't know, I know why you expect me to come every holiday still and every summer and whenever, whenever you want me to come, like, I don't know how you expect me to come. So I think that there was just a lot of animosity at this time, and a lot of weird feelings between everyone on that side of the family because they were used to me being there all the time. And now I was never there and I was never talking to them because I was living in this apartment. I was working full time times two, you know. Oh my gosh, sorry, excuse me. And I just didn't even think about it. Like family was the last thing on my mind. I was trying to make my own family. So whatever. I called my dad and it was just really weird, and it was a really uncomfortable phone call. And afterwards, I went into work, and he texts me, and he's apologizing about this phone call and about how un uncomfortable it was. And he said he was tired and everything. And I was like, you know, it's okay. You know, I completely understand. I hope you sleep good, whatever. And then we just didn't speak again for six months. Um, and so this was the first phone call I'd gotten from him. It was really weird. So I pick up the phone, and I'm like, hey. And he's like, are you home? I was like, oh, yeah, I am. Why? And he's like, 
is this your address? And he says my address. I'm like, yes. And I'm like, what is going on? And then my mom's calling me at the same time as me being on the phone with him. And it was just, it was so weird. Um, He's like, I have a guy outside and he was supposed to drop something off for you. But he said that no one picked up the phone, like answered the door. So um, he's leaving. And I was like, oh shit. And so I'm sitting here in my big boxer briefs and I am sitting outside after just, you know, cleaning up the backyard. So I'm wearing this little tank top and there's full boob sweat all underneath my tits, like full, like, like a grandmom would have, you know, after being outside for five minutes, like literally disgusting. And I'm wearing the boxer briefs with the kiwis on them and shit. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I run outside. I'm chasing this guy out to my, um, <laughs> out to my driveway. And there's my neighbors outside. I'm like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Okay. Um, so yeah, he, he fucking got me an edible arrangement and it was beautiful. And it has like these chocolate covered strawberries. And then he got like, there was like a little llama stuffed animal thing. I like stuffed animals. I don't know. I'm an animal person. It's just, it's just who I am. So yeah, he got me that stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like what? That is so nice. Like you haven't got me anything for my birthday in like years now. You haven't got me anything for any holidays for years now. And I just wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't even expecting a phone call because we hadn't talked for so long. But that's when I I opened up to him about it and I told him I was like, I thought that y'all hated me. I thought that you wouldn't I didn't even expect a phone call. I didn't know if if we were going to talk anymore. Um and I, and I just opened up to him and told him about everything that's been going on because, I mean, my whole life I've avoided them. I've had some really traumatic experiences with my dad's side of the family. You know, like they have their own mental problems. My dad wasn't prepared to have a kid. You know, he didn't want me. He wasn't in a relationship with anyone. He I didn't know how to be in a relationship with anyone and it was really obvious and it was really hard on him, I think, to have someone to take care of and to have depend on him when he was still a child, you know? And yeah, so it was just very obvious and it was very hard because he had a lot of emotional outbursts and I was scared. Like I was scared of him. I was scared of him. I was scared of his whole side of the family. Um, They would text me and they would call me all throughout high school and I would not pick up the phone. I'd be like, oh, and when I did finally, you know, pick up the phone and answer or whatever, They'd be like, what you've been doing? And I'd be like, oh, I've been so busy, you know, like so busy. And it was never true, you know, like I've not been busy. I haven't been doing anything. I've just been avoiding you. Like, I'm sorry. But now I've actually have been busy. And it's like I can't even use that excuse anymore, even though it's the truth. So I just had to be really, really honest with him and, you know, tell him everything about what's been going on, break down him about the emotional struggles and the mental illness that I've been struggling with and everything. And he was like, I love you. You know, like I, I'm so sorry that you're dealing with all this. I had no clue. And he explained to me his side of the story and about how he just expected for me to reach out because that's just how his brain works, you know, and he's been shitting on himself too about not reaching out to me first. Um, So, It says I can only record for 30 minutes max. Oh, my God. I have so much more to say. I'm only halfway through. Okay. Well, I don't remember what I was saying. Okay, sorry about that. I got a little notification on, I'm using Anchor, um, saying that I can only record for up to 30 minutes. So, oops, that's just distracted me and it got me off cart caught me off guard, but I'm back. And I remember what I was saying. I actually had to go back and listen. I have such, I told you the gears, they need oil, like oil me up, please. Um, but yeah, he told me that he's, he knew that he was supposed to be calling me, you know, but he psyched himself out of it just as much as I did. Um, thinking it was not the right time thinking it's, you know, it's, it's not okay. It's been so long. Like it's just awkward. It's uncomfortable. And it was an unsaid agreement that we both had. Uh, we were both on the same wavelength about it, like just being uncomfortable and being unsure. Um, and we had no clue, you know, we weren't telling each other. And so how are we supposed to know? And so it just comes down to being able to be honest. And it's it feels a lot better, to be honest. And I, I was shocked. I was shocked to hear him say what he had said. You know, I was shocked at how nice he was being. I, you know, worked it up in my head to where it was going to be a really big deal and it was going to be really scary. But it wasn't like that. And that wasn't the case, you know, like he is my dad. 
um, you know, he wants me to reach out to him and I wanted to reach out too for, for a while, like weeks before this conversation, I had been literally, when I was at work sitting there on the computer, I was, I'm a receptionist at a vet tech, um, clinic or at a vet clinic. What? I'm a receptionist at a vet clinic. And so I'm just on the computer all day. Whenever I'm not busy, I'm like thinking about my dad and thinking about everything going on. You just get, you just have time to think when you're in that kind of job. So I was sitting here Googling and looking at like Reddit and Quora, Quora or something um, about how often should I reach out to my parents? You know, how often should I be calling my dad? I would see fucking board signs, billboards um, saying, call your dad. And like, (laughs) what? You know, and I was always, I always saw that and it made me feel so bad. And so just instead of carrying that hurt with me and that fear and that worry with me and like just taking a, you know, psyching myself out of it and taking the chance and, and picking up the phone call and telling him just being honest and treating him like he's a normal human being instead of some monster, like I've made him up to be in my mind. Um, cause he, that's really another way that family, um, has changed as I've grown is like, now I'm an adult and I'm looking at them like they're adults. I'm looking at my family members, like we're adults on the same level. Whenever they talk to me, like I'm a kid now, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? That is not normal. Like, do not talk to me like that. But I forgot. That's how they used to talk to me a couple years ago, you know? So it's just changed a lot. Um, like my, my mom telling me to do something, you know, I'll just, I'll be like, why are you talking to me like that? I forgot that's how she used to talk to me. Um, I just look at them like like equals now, and that's kind of how you have to do it. They are your equals. No one's above one another. You know, as much as in some family relationships, there's like a whole thing where the kid is below the parent and they don't have rights to say what the fuck they're thinking. And, you know, if that's your family situation, I'm sorry that you can't be honest with them. Um, I... I'm really blessed and really lucky to have a family that will just let me say what the fuck I got to say and they'll listen, um, even if they don't agree, you know. And it's really scary, too, because I don't even know their idealisms, you know. I don't know what they're thinking. I feel like I barely know my parents at all. They're not very open people. Like, they're not sitting here telling me about them, about you know, what they think about things, about their emotions. Like, my mom's never been an emotional person. She's never been you know, she's never been able to talk about things that were, you know, probably really important. She was never able to have the talk with me, no puberty stuff, no boy stuff, you know, no body stuff, no, you know, school stuff. Like she couldn't help me with anything. You know, she dropped out of high school, you know, she couldn't help me with that. Um, and she just felt really weird, I guess, about having open conversations with me like an adult, you know, like this is just a normal conversation. I'm not just your daughter. I'm also another human being. I need this information and I need you to treat me like I'm not a baby right now. And like, I'm not just your kid. And it's weird to have this conversation with your kid. Um, it just didn't prepare me well for life and for these grown up relationships that I was going to have with them because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who I was. And it's like, how are you supposed to know what to do at that point? It's just been a shit show. It's been a toss up in the air. And you just figure it out as you go. And that's all that growth and growing up is, is just figuring it out as you go, because how else are you supposed to do it? There's literally no other way. There's no handbook as much as, you know, I could probably, I could probably write a book. (laughs) I could probably write a book and make a little handbook of life. Um, I wish that I had had one of those, you know, but it's, it's just unfortunate (laughs) that no one's really like, oh, yep, here's the answer to everything. You can't even find the real truth about anything anymore. You go online and you can find about 20 truths about the same fucking thing. Um, so yeah, whatever. Getting back to the topic of family and how that changes as you grow up. The last thing I wanted to say about family and the changing of relationships is like with your grandparents, um, as your grandparents get older, And as you become an adult, it's like your parents are no longer afraid to let you know that they are going to die. You know, like they are going to bring it up. They're going to, you know, not even use it against you, not even try and make you feel guilty. But like, it's just the truth. Like they are getting older. They're not getting any younger. Uh, Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to edit. So it's staying in, y'all. Sorry. I haven't gotten there yet. I told you I'd be working on it. (laughs) But 
Yeah, so they'll bring that up. And it's just, it starts to go from like a loving relationship with your grandparents and like thinking up to them as like, you know, wise and everything to them slowly turning a little senile, getting a little crazy and um, getting old as balls. Like they're getting so old and, you know, getting cancers and stuff like that. And it's just scary. Um, And with how uncertain things are with COVID and everything, especially, it's just been like more than ever that everyone's just talking about how short life is and how uncertain life is and that you just have to you have to be there for fan for for old people in a different way um and so that's something that you kind of learn as you get older as well is like they've been there for you throughout your whole life and now you have to be there for them especially and it's even harder because now I'm 20 and I am going through the hardest part of my life um trying to build a life for myself from literally nothing and um they're just getting older it's not like I have all the money in the world to go see them they live in North Carolina um my other ones live in Myrtle Beach you know like these people are far away and you know a phone call can always help but as I said before I'm like the queen of of the worst phone calls. Like I cannot fucking do a phone call for my life. I actually have such a big fear of talking on the phone, which is so weird because that's my job. I'm literally a receptionist. I pick up the phone all day long and it's my biggest fear. So it's just hard. Um, and to really gauge what you're supposed to do. And there's no really what you're supposed to do anyway, like do whatever makes you happy, but also do what makes things better for other people. I think that's kind of like the whole purpose of life. Um, and that's all that it really should be. It's just like doing the best for you and others. Like you, there's nothing else to it. You know, like there's nothing really else to say. Um, so yeah, (laughs) um, that's what I think about friends and family and growing up and just how different it is. Um, it's definitely scary. It's definitely like once you get older, your thought of, you know, your parents are like your friends now, but also at the same time, living here, living with them still has almost made it feel like, you know, they're still my parents. When I moved out, I've moved out a couple times. It always changed our relationship. It always made it really different. Um, you know, when you're living with your family, you're talking to them every day. When you're not living with your family, you're talking to them once every week, every other week. You know, you're, you'll text them and stuff like that. You'll see them whenever you forgot something at the house and you need to go pick it up or something like that. Like, it's just not the same. But being back, it's like being back at home. It's like them walking into my room and being like, you need to clean up again and stuff like that. Like, what are you doing? And that's that's what I really meant about them saying stuff that they used to say when I was young. Like, you you really need to clean your room and going through my drawers and shit. Like, I understand this is your house, but what the fuck? You know, like, I've been an adult and I've been on my own for so long now. I did not expect to come home and to be treated like a child again. So, oh. I did say that I was living in my parents' house right now. We got, like three dogs right now in the house. They bark. So sorry. I definitely can't edit it out. I have no clue how to do that. <laughs> but maybe one day we'll be able to edit out the barkies. But if y'all like dogs, there you go. A little, little break in the conversation. And I guess that'll make me move on to work. So work, the relationship with work definitely changes a lot as well. I started working at 15 in this donut shop. Super weird. I was working alone at night in this donut shop. All right. And, you know, every night after school going and fucking serving old people, old men coffee and, you know, putting donut, oh my God, putting the donuts in the trash bags at the end of the night. And so that we could reuse them for the next day type of shit, like super weird, super odd, but I was there for like a whole year. And the next went to Chick-fil-A. As soon as I turned 16, I was like, oh, yeah, my best friend Hannah, she works over at Chick-fil-A and she makes a lot of money. I'm going to go over to Chick-fil-A too. Hated Chick-fil-A. Hate Chick-fil-A. Oh, my God. I hated it. It was horrible. It's probably, well, no. Well, yeah. It's the worst place I've ever worked at just due to how much I've cried there. The managers would literally sit there and make you cry and then be like, or at least this one manager would, I don't even remember her name. She made me cry about some stupid shit. And then she was like, yep, and go back up to the cashier and continue to take orders. And so I went back up there, tears still pouring out of my eyes and I was taking orders and they're like, and people are like, um, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, what would you like? (laughs) So weird. 
Anyway, I was only there for like a few months because I got fired for not showing up to one shift. Like, fuck y'all. I literally gave them an, like an hour's notice. <laughs> I had a boyfriend at the time and he had like some kind of sports game. I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, yeah, I'd rather, I'm going to go to this. I don't want to go to my shitty ass Chick-fil-A job um, where they give me the pants that are too big and the belt that does not fit because they don't want my booty to look good. But they'll give everyone else a good booty shorts. This is ridiculous. So... Yeah, they definitely didn't like me, um, did not like them. Then I worked at Starbucks for three years, um, very demeaning, very what am I doing with my life, very, you know, just having the <laughs> the realization every day, like, all I do is make drinks for people all day long, and I hand it out, and I say the same things all day for three years, like the worst. But luckily, that's where I met Rain. So a blessing in disguise. Um, I ended up leaving there and I started going to the restaurant business. And, you know, this is when my job hopping began. You know, I was getting, uh, not even getting fired, but just like leaving these places without even a two weeks notice. And my parents are pissed about that, by the way. I don't know if two weeks notices are really as important as people say. Don't ask me for my opinion on that. I really don't know. Somehow I've still managed to get jobs um, regardless of the fact that I'm putting the jobs that I walked out of on my resumes. Um, They should be calling these places back, but they are not. So lucky me. Um, Yeah. So I've been job hopping a lot. Went to the restaurant business, worked at Cheddar's shit show. Don't work at Cheddar's. Everyone around there carries a bottle of fireball in their pocket and they smoke weed on the fucking line in the freezer. They don't give a shit. Um, It was really fun, really crazy. Almost became an alcoholic. Would not recommend. Left there because the managers were assholes and I went to BJ's, which is another restaurant and brewery left there um, without a two weeks notice again, you know, so that's like three or four jobs in a row where I just left. Oh, this is so embarrassing. That sounds horrible. And they're all on my resume. I didn't even realize that it was so many in a row that I've just been leaving like that, but sure did. And um, left BJ's because they stole $60 from me. Like they have a drop machine in the back where if you take cash from customers, because I was serving, if you take cash from customers, um, you know, obviously they're taking, they're using cash to pay like for their meals or whatever. So you have to give that cash back to the restaurant. You get to keep your tips, but you got to give the cash back to the restaurant, um, you know, based on what they're owed. So they have this drop machine in the back and this manager, um, I don't even remember. Oh no, I do remember her name and I'm going to say it. I'm a name dropper. Ebony, Fuck you. I'm sorry. Ebony, I don't like you. I really don't. Um, She'll never listen to this. I promise you that. She is not that type of bitch. But she told me to drop $60 more than I was supposed to. And whenever I went to management about it, like our, our main manager, I went to him and I messaged him. He ignored my message. I went to, um, after days, I, I had off for a couple of days, so there was nothing I could do. After days, I went back into my shift and Ebony was there and so was this other manager, Stephanie. Stephanie's really nice. I went up to Stephanie and I'm like, hey, like no one's gotten back to me about all of this money that I got, that I dropped, and that I know I wasn't supposed to drop, and other people who work here told me that that wasn't right, that she told me to drop this, so like, can I get my money back? And she was like, oh my god, I had no clue that no one had gotten back to you about that, that is so weird, yeah, we can definitely get you your money, and so as soon as she says that, we're like getting stuff figured out, and I'm like, oh, awesome, so everything worked out, Ebony walks in, and she starts going off on me, she is talking shit to me, Um, she is fucking you know, belittling me and all this and that. She won't listen to a word I'm saying. She's talking over me and everything. And she's just making a big show because she doesn't want to, you know, admit that she did wrong. She's sitting here looking at the stuff and she's like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. You don't get this money back and everything. And Stephanie is like, um, trying to show it to her and she's treating her like she's dumb, treating me like I'm dumb. And like, she has no clue what's going on and saying that it's all my fault and everything like that. So I sure did walk out. I said, you have lost your mind. If you think you're going to talk to me like that, and I walked out of that bitch, but then jobless for weeks. And so was Rain because me and he, me and her worked there at the same time. We worked together. She did to goes. And so it's like, shit, now we're both jobless and Rain was out of a job for months. It's so hard to get a job, y'all, especially if you don't have one. Like I would not, 10 out of 10, not recommend leaving a job if you don't have one literally set up for you because the way that things are right now, you can literally go on, on, on Indeed and all those different like job finding apps and you can apply to a million different jobs on there and never hear back from a single one. I promise you that. And that sure is what happened. 
finally just got a job at Walmart like a few days ago. Like, thank God. But for like a month, all of my savings have been like completely taken from just trying to keep us alive, trying to get food for us, trying to get gas for us because we've been waitering. And, you know, the gas prices have gone up. So now it's like having to fill up the tank every day. It's ridiculous. So I have no money now. That's not the point of why I was saying all this. I'm just complaining. So yeah, <laughs> things are getting better, y'all. We both have jobs now. It just took a while. Uh, just wanted to let y'all take away from that. Definitely don't walk out of a job without having a job set up for you because things are just not made for that right now. Um, but yeah, so my concept of work really and how it's changed for me, it used to be like it used to be like, yeah, I'm going to be working at this one place for a really long time. And um, that's normal, you know, like, that's what my parents do. That's what I know. So that's what I'm doing. But now it's become like my choice. And it's become my circumstance. So it's like, job hopping all over the place. It's really hard to settle down into a place, especially when you're new. Being new at a job is the worst feeling in the whole world. You have no clue what you're doing every day. All you do, all you get, all you do is get told what to do. And it's really annoying. I'm one of those people that hates getting told what to do. It's because I'm a Leo. Um, so I really don't like being told what to do. And my moon's a Taurus. Like, help me. Um, <laughs> so I really don't like being told what to do. And that's really all it is, is just having to accept the fact that everyone knows better than you. Everyone doesn't know you. And they're not going to go out of their way to speak to you. And you're just going to be, you know, mindlessly working and not really talking to anyone besides them telling you you've done something wrong for, like, uh, at least a month or so, um, really uncomfortable. You know, obviously it's, it's really demeaning and it makes you go home feeling aggravated and empty and stuff like that because it's like every day is a hard day. Every day is a bad day at that point. And then even if you do, um, work with a certain company for a long time, working the same thing. Like I know my dad's in this situation. I know loads of adults are in this situation. You end up getting stuck, you know, like there's grown adults I know who are working at McDonald's and everything. And they've been working there for years and that's great. You know, if that's what you want to do, but it's not what they want to do. You know, it's, it's not where they want to be. It's not the money they want to be making. It's not the environment they want to be in, but you get stuck at some point. Like you cannot leave. You don't have the credentials to do anything else or nobody else will take you because no one's fucking actually hiring right now. And so you just get stuck somewhere. You get uncomfortable. You, you resent your life. And I think that's really just the way that things are made nowadays. Like, I think that's almost how it's supposed to be. Like, that's how they get us to just fucking work, 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 die, work, 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 die. You know, like they just want us to be busy and they just want us to forget and not even be able to think about any of the other crap going on because you just don't get a chance to. You're just working. Stop it. My kitties are there crying at the door. Oh, sorry. I know that there's going to be a lot of interruptions and a lot of cutoffs. I did say I was living in my parents' house right now. We have shared um, three dogs, five cats living in this bitch, and the cats come and stick their little hands under the door and they jimmy it because they want to come in here. So I had to stop for a second, but I just wanted to really circle around back to work and about um, how I used to think about it being like that is your life and that determines your worth and if you're not working 24 7 then your parents are looking down on you society is looking down on you and that's just not the case you have to make work work for you and that is the new realization that I've come to um, it does not determine my worth how many hours I'm working a week um, you need time for yourself um, really like you do you need time for your enjoyment and for the things that you actually really love so taking time for that and to, you know, heal that part of yourself that feels like you're not worthy unless you're working, just, you know, to move away from that mindset and to move into like making work work for you. Um, and lastly, I wanted to talk about self and how growing up affects um, your sense of self and your self-identity. Uh, a lot when I was young, I was dissociative. I was in and out, not really, I don't really remember a lot of growing up and a lot of the, I didn't have a lot of the experiences that I really wish that I had had. And it's been a really big eye opener to see like that was 
on me as much as the outside environmental factors like the family trauma and, you know, the mental illness. I mean, that's inside, but like the mental illness that was kind of passed down to me. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Thanks, mom. Uh, Thanks, dad. Appreciate you. But it's just like, there's nothing you can do about that. So once you realize that you just have to forgive yourself, you can't shit on yourself for for not living the life that you want to live. You just have to start living the life that you want to live. And that's kind of it. Um, You have to be able to become your own biggest fan and supporter. And that is number one, because they really do say it on those Pinterest quotes, but you're born by yourself and you die by yourself kind of thing. Like super duper true. Like you're not always going to have the people around you um, who are going to be able to support you. And that's a big part of growing up is being able to just be your biggest support system because, um, as you get older, you are going to be alone a lot more unless, you know, you're in a relationship and you're side by side constantly. Like that's not even exactly healthy. Um, even, you know, unless that makes you happy, like, obviously I don't care, you know, do whatever you want to do. That's kind of how I feel about things. Like just do whatever you want to do if it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt anyone else. And that's just a good mindset to have. But I just think that it is worth it to give yourself. Uh. Oh my God. I'm not going to stop recording and re-tape this same conversation because I restarted this same this same segment like four times now. But, um, excuse me, um, <laughs> you just kind of change as you get older. Your thought process changes, um, your expectations of yourself, your understanding of yourself um, and who you are. I used to think that I was just... Uh, nothing, you know, like nothing. And I didn't think I could get anywhere. I didn't, you know, I knew what I wanted to do was to work with animals. But as you get older, you start to come to the realization that like, you have to have degrees for everything. Um, And that used to not be the case. But nowadays, for sure, you have to have degrees for just about fucking everything that you want to do. That takes for fucking ever. And um, I don't fucking want to do that. So but you got to, and it, and it you know, <laughs> um, I just didn't think that it was possible. You kind of have to, when you're a child, you are, and especially with technology nowadays, you just get used to things being able to come easy, being able to come soon, being able to come as fast as possible. Um, in school is not one of those things. You cannot rush through school. It is not going to move quicker for you. It's not going to get easier for you. It'll probably get harder I wouldn't really know because I've dropped out, but I'm going to go back to school in a few months. So I sort of have an idea. I know people who've gone to school and they've given me that idea. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it's just growing up and being alone. As you get older, you're going to be alone more. Um, You have to be really comfortable with yourself and in your own skin. And I know that as people turn like 30, that's usually when they start hitting that. Like I'm all, you know, in love with myself and, you know, you you get really comfortable at that point. And I really admire that. And I really look forward to that, to be able to be fully comfortable in my skin because I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I know all these things. I just know that that's probably what I should be doing, you know, um, I really want to be fully happy and fully comfortable and that's something that I'm working towards and I know that it'll come with time. You just have to have patience because growth isn't, you know, straight up. It's definitely like a roller coaster ride. It'll go up and down and sometimes you'll prog- you'll make progress and you can be really proud of yourself and sometimes there'll be drawbacks and there's things that you can't control in life that will, you know, make you disappointed, that will make you feel like nothing's worth it at all. Like I definitely have a hard time with, with not completely giving up on everything. Like throughout my whole life, I've been one of those people that like, if I'm not good at it immediately, I give up. And that's just like another thing that you have to work through that idealism, that, that blockage in your brain that like, once you've been stopped once that you can't do it again. Like I almost didn't start this podcast. The only reason that I even sat here and pressed the record button and I even started 
was because I already had an Instagram set up for it. And I guess that was my fallback, you know, um, like my kind of encourager and my pusher. Um, I've already told all these people I'm going to be making this podcast. I already told them I was going to be uploading it today, you know, and so I'm going to make it happen. I told myself I would do this. I told everyone else, like, I'm not going to let myself down. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was very tempting. I had a really hard few days mentally. Things just were coming up, you know, like the fact that I'm alone on my birthday right now. This is what made me really sad. Like I'm super sentimental about birthdays. Like growing up is really hard. It's really scary. And um, it's one of the, it's like one of the most happy and sad things at the same time, because as excited you are to almost be 21, to be seen as an adult, to be moving towards bigger and greater things for yourself. You're always, you're also like, I'm old now and I can no longer, I'm not a teenager anymore. I can no longer do this anymore. You know, like I'm, things are only going to get harder from here. And, you know, as, as I got older, I've lost a lot of the support systems and a lot of the friends that I had back when I was younger. And, you know, (laughs) I remember expecting, you know, all these happy birthday messages and stuff like that from people who I didn't even care about. Like, I just wanted someone to care about me and to care about my life. And today I woke up to, to no happy birthday messages. I haven't made the, you know, movement towards going and talking to my friends, you know, that I haven't spoken to. I deleted Snapchat. No one knows when my birthday is. You know, that little cake that they put next to your name on your birthday, that's like such a cool cheat code right there because you can you can make anyone feel good by telling them happy birthday on their birthday type of thing. But I just don't have that anymore. So there's no one going out of their way to to tell me happy birthday. And I've just had to find, you know, comfort in myself and love and being by myself. Um, I am comfortable. I am happy. You know, this is what I wanted to do anyway. I wanted to make this podcast. I couldn't do that if I was in a room surrounded of people. You know, maybe I could have and we could have done a really cool first interview episode kind of thing with like a load of people. But I don't know. I'm having this conversation with y'all and I really wanted to be here with you guys. Um, This is an open conversation, by the way. I hope that y'all reach out to my Instagram and my Twitter. Um, They're both psyche underscore podcast. Um, Psyche, P-S-Y-C-H. My main Instagram is hey with two Y's dot Brennan, B-R-E-N-N-A-N. That's my name. (laughs) I told you that already. I don't know why I had to tell you that was my name. But yeah, if y'all want to reach out to me and to give me your stories about growing up and your struggles, ask me questions, whatever it may be, like this is an open conversation and I kind of want it, I really want it to be that way. That was how I envisioned it in the first place was y'all to be able to come to me, tell me your stories. You know, we can find comfort in community and I really want to be able to build that community of people who are able to express their feelings and to be able to have someone to talk to because not everyone has like a person to go and tell everything to every day you know like therapy is expensive y'all and if you need me like I got you like I need y'all too this is my therapy being able to sit here and talk about all these things that have been on my mind for so long like I cannot get a therapy appointment with my therapist for my life like my old therapist um it's just not going to happen. There's like one therapy office near me and they're fully booked up and they only do Zoom calls. I do not want to do a Zoom call fucking therapy session. Like that doesn't help me. So I've resorted to this. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I want y'all to reach out to me. Definitely let me know how you think about growing up and um, how it hard and scary it's been for you. What are some challenges that you faced? What are some experiences that you've lived that are crazy? Um, I am going to be, you know, having, I'm going to be reading people's messages. Um, if you want me to on my podcast and the, you know, upcoming episodes, I'm going to be posting beforehand on my Instagram and my Twitter about what I'm going to be talking about in these upcoming episodes. And I hope that y'all will, um, message me with whatever stories you have. And if you want to be, um, if you want to be, what is it? Broadcast sponsor, not sponsored broadcast. You want to be you want to be on the podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, I got you. I'll read your story. I'll give you the credits, shout you out, whatever. Um, I could probably only do like 
a handful maybe so that I can also get my stuff into. But yeah, definitely let me know, y'all. I got you. I want you guys to get famous too. Let's get it going. Let's get the follows. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to go ahead and let everyone know that because I've said it on my Instagram, but I'm going to say it on here as well in case y'all haven't seen my Instagram. Um, the last couple of things that I just wanted to go through were the expectations from others and yourself and how they can affect your you, yourself mentally, um, how you expect growing up to be, how I expected growing up to be was um, whenever anyone asked, I would just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to go there for like four years. And then I'm going to just magically find the dream job that I really want. And I'm going to live the rest of my life, blah, 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 blah. My life definitely hasn't gone like that. And it hasn't gone like that. Uh, it's, it's been thrown off track ever since I left high school. Like that was not going to be the reality for me. COVID definitely threw all of that off the rails. Like that is not an option anymore. Uh, and that's fine. You know, um, <laughs> I'm happy with my journey. I'm happy with the growth that I have accomplished. I'm not the person that I was when I left high school and I'm thankful it's God for it. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I definitely know that life is a crazy journey full of unexpected trials and like things that are going to happen that you can do nothing about, but just accept and embrace and, um, forgive yourself. Like it's all about just forgiveness of self and others and being able to look past what you expected and be able to be happy what, with what the reality actually is, you know, because living in a fantasy world is really easy to do, especially with being online all the time. Um, you see what everyone else is doing. You can compare yourself really easily and be like thinking that, what you're doing isn't enough because you're not to where they are or you're not to where where you expected yourself to be. But you will be there one day. You can be there one day. And you just have to work to make it that way. It's not just going to happen for you. You have to make it happen. And I totally believe in all y'all. I believe in myself. It's taken a long time to be able to say that. But I believe in myself and being able to make that journey and that jump. And this really is the journey. This is the jump. You know, this is the first step. It's just this podcast podcast episode, y'all. Um, getting this job, getting, the, you know, reaching out to these volunteer places, um, talking to people and making friends and relationships and realizations. That's what it's all about. Life is so, so cliche. <laughs> Life is so cliche. It sounds so dumb and it sounds so fruity for me to be saying all this, but it's true, y'all. And I don't mean fruity in a bad way either. I love fruit. <laughs> Trust me, I love fruit. <laughs> but um, just make things the best that you can be for the older you. That's really all you can do. Think of yourself as a youngin. Look at them, be like, I'm gonna do the best for you. Look at yourself, imagine yourself as an olden, old person, and be like, hell yeah, you're fucking awesome, we did that, and you just gotta make it happen, Captain. Um, growth will happen whether you want it to or not. Embrace it, enjoy it, um, look for it, you know, try to grow as much as you can, try to learn as much as you can, um, as, you know, whenever you can at any opportunity, like life is all about learning lessons and all about, you know, overcoming these boundaries and these, these hardships that are going to inevitably find you. And that's all you can do is just make it better than you expected and, and not expect anything at all, kind of, <laughs> because you have to be open to what will happen or else you'll be miserable. If you expect something to be a certain way and it doesn't end up that way, you're going to be upset. But just let it happen, Captain, and it'll work out. I really totally believe in y'all, and I believe in me too. And I know that we're all going to go through this journey together, and I'm so excited to be able to share it with y'all and for y'all to share it with me definitely reach out to my Instagram, Twitter. I'll be making a TikTok at some point if I can figure out how to make videos. I'm literally the worst at it. I've been researching by watching TikToks um, how to make videos. And it's just so weird, like sitting there in front of a camera, not used to it. Um, definitely use my code as well. I have a code. It's not like I'm sponsored or anything, but I'm like a partner with this 
leash and like collar thing. It's like a pet. Obviously, it's for animals. I'm sorry. It's not kinky. Stop. No, it's for animals. Um, use code JINX100, J-I-N-X-100, at Pack Leashes. It's on Instagram, or you can Google it. It's also in my bio, um, in my link tree on my Instagram. Uh, and you can get 20% off of any purchases on there. Super duper exciting. I definitely want everyone to know about that because they have some really cute little collars and leashes and stuff. And Jinx has some as well that I need to upload pictures of so I can show y'all how cute it is. She's adorable, but her, her hair has grown out a lot on her neck. So you kind of can't even see the collar might need to get her trimmed up a little bit before I take any pictures, but y'all can definitely go check it out for yourselves. They always have really cute, um, new designs coming out and you can become an ambassador yourself just by reaching out to them and letting them know that you have a cute animal too, that you want, you know, to, basically get free stuff (laughs) for just having a cute animal like they that's kind of what it is I ignored their messages for like three days and then they gave me a bunch of stuff for free so if that's what you need to do I'm giving you all the tips I'm going to be honest (laughs) um there it is there's our first episode y'all um round of applause for yourselves yay we did it we we managed to make it through this episode with all the interruptions (laughs) next Sunday I'll be back it's like religion baby I'll be back and um with my next topic which I haven't decided yet but I will eventually and y'all will find out it'll be on my insta so just stay tuned um kisses love y'all so much thank you for joining me and I hope y'all have a great day um yeah okay see you next time Bye.